This is Peters and Peters, the podcast. We are awesome. All right. Welcome back to Peters and Peters. They said it had never last. No, they, they didn't believe in us. Didn't believe that there could be more than one program. You know who believed in us? God did. Did he? Yeah. We're going, we're going that route, are we? <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yes. Welcome back to all of those of you listening for show two. Yeah. Of 2024 Peters and Peters. Oh, it was a big hit. Um, well, it, it, it did get good numbers. Yes. Yep. Surprisingly good numbers, really. Yeah. I think, mean, what, 35,000? No, no. Oh. Um, not that many. Ah. No. But I didn't uh, spend all week listening to it just to make the numbers look good either. So Yeah, okay. Okay. How about you? Did you listen to it at all or did you just think, no, it was good enough, I don't need to hear it again? Yeah, I'm listening to it right now. So <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, that, that should make for an interesting program. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, shall we move on and get stuck right into this week's show? We shall. Okay. Peters and Peters brought to you by God, apparently. Praise the Lord. Right, yeah. Well, where do you want to start this week, Josh? You know, you are the band leader. Band know, leader. The one that everyone's tuning in to listen to. Yeah, right. Apparently, you are the funny one. The funny one. How do you feel? Oh, unfunny. Oh, I got the genes from someone. Yeah, your mother. Yep, that's true. Yes. Um, I reckon we shall start with the golf. A bit of golf? A bit of golf. Well, a bit of golf. Well, uh, we could talk about the Genesis. Genesis? Genesis. Yes. Oh, I almost said something else. When I say Genesis, I'm thinking mm. about Star Trek Two, yeah. The Wrath of Khan. Never seen it. How have you not seen any Star Trek? <laughs> How can you be related to me and not have seen any Star Trek? This looks a bit nerdy. Anyway, me. Genesis uh, Project. But anyway, yep. let's get beyond that. Genesis Invitational uh-huh. concluded this morning in uh, the United States. All right. Um, but there were a couple of interesting things that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiger Woods. Yes. He... Apparently, everyone's favourite golfer. Yeah. Who good man? Also, is very similar to me. Um, in what way? In that he had a broken leg as yeah. well. Yep. That's well, it. Instead of broken that's, everything, that's all there is. That's all there is. That's it. There's no other similarities. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway, so he was making his comeback again for this tournament. Yep. Everyone's yeah. very excited. Second time. Yep. Lasted one round. Yeah. He decided to. Yep. Pulled out. Yeah. Uh, dehydration, I think, was what they actually decided to. Yeah. I thought it was going to be because of his back again. Mm-hmm. He had those back strains he was talking about. Yep. But they, apparently they've ruled it as. Dehydration. Dehydration. Obviously, not enough beers after the round. I yeah. mean, this is where pro golfers fall down. Yeah. It's... They're just unable to play their 18 holes. They didn't follow John Daly's route. That's it. And then back up with 18 schooners afterwards. Damn. Yep. That's right. And John Daly, you know, led the way. Yep. And Tiger Woods, unable to go with him. No, it's unacceptable. So Tiger pulled out. Yeah. The other interesting one was Jordan Spieth at the end of the yes. second round. Yes. So Jordan Spieth decided that he'd go into the hut mm-hmm. and um, they read through the score. So apparently they have uh, a, a guy walks around 
um, a marker mm-hmm. with them and he's an independent marker. Yep. Then they go into the scoring shed. He reads out the scores that you've got. You look on your scorecard and you say, yep, yep. And you tick, 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 tick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Add it up at the bottom, sign your card, hand it in. Yep. Away you go. So apparently Jordan Spooth can't tell the difference between a three and a four mm-hmm. because when the independent marker read out a four, he just said, yep, and ticked his three. Ah. And signed it, walked out. And as soon as you do that, there's no going back. No. You signed for an incorrect card and he had to disqualify himself, which he did. Stood up himself, said, I stuffed up. Mm-hmm. That's it. But we've got a lot of other pros come in now saying this is ridiculous. Yeah. Why is one of our highest profile golfers? I think he was three under after two rounds. So he was yeah. not really in the mix, but he's close enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said, well, we need these guys on the weekend. Yeah. We need our number one guys out the weekend. But then you've got other people who are just saying, how hard is it to get your scorecard right? Yeah. Well, why, why would that ever work when it's all televised so that they can count the shots on video? Why would that ever work? What so instead taking of, the scorecard instead of doing scorecards? Are you saying? Yeah, well, yeah. Why do they even need scorecards? They're... Well, because you need a scorecard. If you go out in the weekend and you play, you know, your eighteen holes. Yeah. You've got to mark your card, and you've also got to mark someone else's card to yeah. make sure that they're, you know, not doing the old uh, judge smiles and just kicking the ball out from the from the rough. That's and... what Casey Barton does. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Name and shame. Yep. Okay, um, so that kind of thing, you know, you've got to make sure that you're above board on the golf course. Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't be any different for the pros. I mean, it's not that hard. I mean, they don't even have to worry about their yardage and stuff. Not They've got all. a caddy doing that. Yep. The caddy tells them, okay, here's your five iron. You're going to hit this 180 yards and you're going to put it next to the hole. Okay, bang. That's all they've got to do. Exactly. They don't have to work that out. Just got to hit the ball. If I had a caddy oh, and yeah. doing that for me, yeah, I yeah. would probably yeah, be yeah. absolutely brilliant. On the tour? On the tour. I'd be on the seniors tour right now. Wow. Raking in the bucks. A big, big call. It is. A massive call. Wow. But anyway, so Jordan Spooth mm-hmm. did the right thing. And there's been this little bit of an argument about whether, do uh, as, is it obsolete now to have scorecards? Yeah. And as you say, with televised things, everyone knows what they get. Mm-hmm. But you don't really. I mean, there are times when you're watching the golf and the commentator says, oh, he's, he's putting for a birdie. He always got his birdie. But, and then two minutes later, he says, Oh, no, that was for a par. There was a shot we missed that was under the trees that we didn't see on the telecast. Uh, So I didn't know that. Well, there you go. It's not that hard. Independent marker, you know. Yep. I mean, it's it's different for guys like you who, you know, these days who can't count uh, and think that, you know, you get a five and it's actually a nine and you forget to count a few shots as you go around. I don't do that. I just, I'm a real one. Right. You walk off after eight holes and say that's enough. Yeah, well, I played nine holes the day before, right. so I thought. So you played almost a full round over two days. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, beyond that, that's fine. Backstory. Um, anyway, I played nine holes on Saturday and played. I was going to play eighteen on Sunday, but pulled out after nine. Yes. yes. Moving on, just so our listeners can be tuned into my life. Oh, well, we can go back and talk about how the golf was. No, we won't do that because it was terrible, apparently. Yes, it was. Okay. So, anyway, that was that part of the, the day, which, yep. you know, um, yeah, just can't, just tick when he says four, don't tick a three. Yeah, exactly. It's not that hard. It's not that you hard. are paid a lot of money to do this, so get on with it. So, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have gotten paid any money for that, though. Correct. Yep. 
That's, you missed out. That's very dumb. Yeah. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama yes. shot a 62 today to Go. charge to the front. Go the Japanese. Which was excellent. Yep. Um, because uh, people out front are jerks. Mm-hmm. And I was very happy to see him get up and win. Who are out front? All Americans and that? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. We don't barrack for Americans. God, no. So he ended up winning by three shots mm-hmm. um, over Happy Gilmore's uh, caddy, Will yes. Zalatoris, yep. who was coming back from injury. Yes. Perhaps from Happy throwing him in the lake. Yes. And a guy called Luke List, who I've never heard of before. Neither have I. No. Neither have I. But Jason Day had a good week. He finished ninth on nine under. Yep. He was set up after two rounds to make a charge, but just couldn't get going over the last two rounds. His swing does look a lot smoother and better for his body. It does. Think. And you know what he can do? Mm-hmm. He can count. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't mark yeah. a three as a four. Because he's Australian. Correct. This is exactly right. Yep. Okay, uh, baseball. Baseball. The Super Bowl was on last week. It was. And so NFL, in the background. Yeah. Gone. It's irrelevant. So here we are, baseball. Mm-hmm. We're back. It's uh, spring training. Yeah, how good's that? Reminds me of Major League and spring training in Major League and all the lads <laughs> turning up. Willie Mays Hayes. Say hey. Yeah. I'm <laughs> going to, don't go anywhere. I'm going to put on a hitting display. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, am I cut already? Um, yes, spring training, but the big news is the Oakland A's. Yep. So, your favourite team, the Oakland A's? Yeah, the Oakland A's. I, I, I love them. I really do. <laughs> Who do you support in the baseball? Oh, no one. No one? No one. You haven't got a favourite? No. No? Don't watch enough of it, really. Fair enough. I watch maybe three or four games a year. That isn't strikes on. <laughs> usually in the, yeah, usually in the uh, playoffs. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Strike zone, how good's that? How Saturday good morning. That's that's the best thing in the world. Yep. Nine to twelve every Saturday morning. I reckon a top five invention of all time. It is. It's fantastic. Uh anyway, the Oakland A's. So last season, uh their owners decided, well, we're gonna move on to Las Vegas. We're yep. gonna move out of Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, because they said that no one was coming to see them, but it was yeah. just the fact that they that's... didn't do any repairs on the stadium. No. Um, like in that last game, like they didn't they almost sell out the stadium or just all the fans? Because the fans just said to prove that we can come, yep. they all turned up. Yep. And they still said, well, we're moving to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, bit of a problem there, though, um, where, you know, April 1st is usually opening day. Yes. So, we're not that far away. And? There's no stadium in Las Vegas. There is no stadium. No. So, apparently, the place where they're actually building, going to build the stadium, it still has a hotel operating on that site. How is that possible? Well... People probably thought, well, we've got the hotel here for the players. Yeah. Just this little problem that we don't have a a, a, ground, a ground to play on. Mm. So, obviously, what are they going to do? Well, that is that is the question. We're going back to Oakland, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> and so they've got to... Which I'd be pretty pissed about. They're exactly the right. They're in negotiations with the council. Yep. And the council think, you beauty, we've got these guys. So they they want to raise the rates that they have to pay for hiring the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to cut of the TV money. So I think TV money is about sixty five million US yep. for every term each year, uh, and the Oaklands have to play at their home stadium to get this. Yeah. So in order right. to do that, so council says, well, you've got to play here, so we're going to raise the rates, and also we want a bit of the money that's coming in from the TV, mm-hmm. or we'll just say no. 
So they sort of got them in a corner to try and screw them for as much money as they can yep. before they trundled off to Las Vegas. Do you reckon many fans would go to the game after? You after know what? Las if Vegas I was an Oakland A's fan, I wouldn't be going, no. Yep. I'd just be saying no. Mm-hmm. Or I'd be like um, the fan I saw who supports the Seattle – he's a member of the Seattle Seahawks in the NFL. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mariners. No, no. no. There's only one of us. Yep. Um, and so he's a, a Seahawks member, has right. been for 30 years, yep. but he only goes and barracks for every team they're playing they're playing against them. He just hates, oh. the, he hates the Seahawks. So why, why – So he's you... a, he pays a membership every year – to be a member of the Seahawks. So he can barrack against them. So he can go and barrack against them every single game. That's very weird because you're giving them money. Yes. But that's a fantastic way to yeah. spend your time when you're living in Seattle. Yep. That's fair enough. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, I think there was a reason behind it, but I don't remember. I was laughing too much yep. to know. Uh, anyway, so yes, if I was a fan of the Aquilinos, I wouldn't be going. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be paying my money to go for a team that they're going to move again anyway. Yeah. Um, but see, this is the big thing at the moment. Will this actually happen? Will Las Vegas actually get around to building a stadium? Because the A's are renowned for being, or the owners of the A's, I should say, are renowned for tripping over themselves yep. at every step of the way. And this just seems like it could be yet another way of tripping over themselves going on. Yeah, well, they haven't done it yet. No. So, so there's a cha- there is a chance that Las Vegas, you know, the consortium, just say, well, no, we're not going to build your stadium. We're yep. not interested anymore. And they probably would rather have their own franchise rather than having the A's relocate. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, it'll be interesting. But, yes, uh, the A's could be playing in Oakland again. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how many people actually turn up. Yeah. Rightio, we're into uh, Joshua territory here. Yes. Woo. NBA. NBA. All-Star Weekend. Tell us All-Star all about weekend. it. How, how good's the All-Star game? Well, I was scrolling through social media the other day, and the first thing was um, the skills challenge. Yes. The skills challenge. Yes, I watched this. It was exciting. Who, who cares? No one. Right. Even the players don't care. I right. can't believe that people turned up early to see that. Yep. I mean, honestly, if I'd, if I'd bought a ticket to go see the Saturday, which is before the All-Star yeah, game, yeah. I reckon I would have turned up half an hour. Or I'd still be in the bar drinking until that was over. Yeah. yeah. It was so bad. Like, Anthony Edwards was shooting left-handed. Yes. And was just hitting the side of the backboard. Yes. And Scotty Barnes was shooting threes over his head, backwards over his head. Like, and I saw this post and it was... 2014 Skills Challenge passing ring. So you get points for getting the pass into the hoop. Yep. Or whatever, the, like the ring there. And it's about tripled in size since. Like they used they used to have to just chuck it into this thing that was maybe one and a half size of the ball. Yep. So you, it could only just fit in. It's massive now. There's, and you just, you can't miss. So you're saying know. that the skills have lessened over yeah. the years rather than getting better. Like who, who cares? I could, I could do that. I could do that. Well, not only that, the slam dunk contest is now a joke. Yeah. Like, it's a complete and utter joke. Yeah, it's starting to die. So they haven't really had any A-listers in it yeah. for years, mm. until this year. Um, who was in it this year? 
with um Jacob Jalen, Jacob J- Toppin, yeah. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, yeah, yep. Mac McClung, yes, and uh, Harmy Huckers Junior. Fantastic! I hope that's how he pronounces his name. Yeah, he's Spanish, so I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> so that was that's the the, the slam dunk contest. Yeah. Now, I watched this again. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just happened to have it on the TV while I was watching cricket and football. And yeah, I watched, I watched it at school today. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> you don't seem to be doing a lot of work on Mondays at school no, recently. No, I, I do, I do. I hope none of your teachers actually listen to this program. Oh, they're pretty safe. Like, yeah. No, one, no one's listened to this. No one at all. So I watched this and look, McClunky, McClooney. Um, Mac McClung. Mac McClung. Yeah, that's a terrible name too. Anyway, he won. Yeah, he's... But, the point did you see the point scoring like in the first two throws and whatever mm-hmm. that he's were well, obviously better dunks and yeah aesthetically and all that kind of stuff by obviously far. better but Jalen Brown got more points because he had a meaning to them like he he dedicated one of his dunks to Dominique Wilkins who was a judge yes like so there was no conflict of interest there no, at all no no <laughs> um and you know it's. You watch some of the old ones, and I know mm-hmm. we often, I'd say we, I mean, me and my friends often think back to the days and the 90s, you know, and all the great players who were in the three-point contest, yeah. those, you know, and the stuff that Jordan did in those yeah. days. They actually, had, they actually had to dribble the ball first mm-hmm. and not do any, you know, fouls yeah. to do the three-point, and now you just run. No, like, yeah, there's no bouncing of the ball at all. No. It's just a one big full-on travel. Mm-hmm. It's rubbish. Like, that's yep. that's not skill. <laughs> there's no skill there at all. No, it's just shooting practice. Uh, it is, and it's just crap. Anyway, so then we had the um, Sabrina versus Steph. Yeah, did you see that? I did see that. Tell us all about it. Ah, oh, well, I, I um, what's the word? Predicted it. I predicted it. You predicted that Steph would win. Yeah, it, it was a tough call. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had the three-point shootout before that, didn't we? Yeah. So, and I think that was the first time it's been won back-to-back for, I think, since, since 2007, I think I oh, saw on the well, podcast. Um, I would have once said the great Damien Lillard, but seeing he's, he's left uh, the Trail Bros yeah. he's just he's just Damo now, or Lil. Yeah. Lil Lillard bastard. Yeah, but he's so he won that. So he won that with twenty six points, I think it was. Mm. So and then we yeah, it was twenty six. Yeah. yeah. So we went into this, Sabrina and Steph, mm-hmm. and it was interesting. Like on the telecast that before this happened, yeah. I can't remember who it was, said that well, because I asked him who's going to win, and he just basically said whoever shoots second. Yeah. Right. Just said, whoever shoots second is going to win because whoever shoots first is under pressure mm-hmm. and they might get a lot, but whoever it is, they know what they've got to get so they can just take their time or do whatever it is. And I think that was pretty much right. Yep. Um, Fair enough. So Sabrina got 26 points, yeah. which was exactly what Lillard got. Yeah. No one beat that in the actual That's right. Number one, so. And there was this whole thing about saying, oh, but she's shooting from the men's three-point line, so she's heaps better because she should be shooting from the right. women's three-point line and no one cares. Yeah. And then Steph came out and did it easy. Did it easy. <laughs> yeah. 29, 30, 29, something like that. 29, yeah. So, but it was interesting that they had something else to add to that yeah. day. Because, I mean, if you had bought tickets to go to that day mm-hmm. and you'd seen what had been put on, 
I think you'd walk out thinking, I have just wasted hours of my life and many, yeah. many dollars that I can't get back. Yep. I, I, I don't even want to watch it. No. I, I, I don't even want to watch it on TV. Why would I want to go see it That's live? right. It's just, yes. Anyway. Like, they, Jacob Toppin and Mac McClung are both G League players. They're yes. Even, they're not even in the NBA. No. Just getting brought up because they can dunk. Yes. And not very well because they don't have to dribble. Yeah. Why don't we bring in, like, like Mac McClung is a freak. Yep. But then, I don't know, I feel like we should bring in, uh, like, Zion or something. Ja Morant. Why hasn't, yep. why hasn't Ja Morant ever been in a dunk contest? Uh, do they refuse? Do they, they Do they not get asked? Do they refuse? I mean, surely that's the kind of guys you'd go for and say, look, come along, let's put on a show. Yep. And like they used to in the 90s. That but... would bring, because they had all the best dunkers. Yeah. Point, but now they just bring in people. Yeah, they, they bring in circus acts. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go to the actual All-Star game, mm. which, again, no one cares about. No. And there's no such thing as defence, and it's all just shoot, 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 shoot. Yeah. I think the East beat the West, 211 to 186. Mm-hmm. So, you know, pretty tough contest. Yeah. Um, and at least they went back to East and West compared to what yeah, they had. Yeah, it's not just a draft. Yeah. Team, team, was, team LeBron that's against team, that's right. team whatever. Yeah, that was rubbish. <laughs> uh, but, again... The whole weekend, like yep. it, it used to be, you know, a weekend where everyone thought this is fantastic. Yeah, and it's. I mean, a lot of people say that about, like, say the the baseball, the All Star weekend. I still love that. Mm-hmm. I still love the All Star game and the and the home run derby home and run all that derby. kind of stuff. It's just yeah. that's that's still really good, because in the home run derby, you're getting guys up there, all the big names are yeah. still standing up and they're having a go. Yeah. Um, and the baseball is usually generally competitive. Yeah. Um, it's not just walking up and down the court and giving someone a free dunk or whatever. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Well, anyway, so um, basketball, NBA, eh? that's, uh, that's out of the way now. Yeah, no, c- no more of that. No. So we come down to the uh, home stretch sort of thing with uh, teams that are who, – who do you think are the likely teams that are going to be uh, pushing for the championship this year? Um, well, I know that Minnesota are first in their conference, but I don't see them getting anywhere near – like conference final, I reckon the the best they'll do is conference finals. I I don't know what they've done this year, but something clicked. But I I still don't see the Timberwolves getting close. No, they'll pull so, the Timberwolves and they'll they'll fall over. Yeah. So it's got to be Celtics. They're just doing it again. Yep. And I don't know. I want to say Milwaukee as well because I feel like. Dame and Giannis in the playoffs is just unfair. <laughs> um, that guy. Yeah, that that really guy. Good guy. I don't know. Those two, I reckon, are ones that are at least be contenders. Yep. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm drawing a blank. I can't really think of. That's okay. Anyone yeah. else? But... See, see how we go over the next few weeks then. Yep. 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 All right, let's move on to tennis. Tennis. Tennis news. Tennis. And overnight, mm-hmm. uh, the Australian Open male champion, yes. Yannick Sinner, that guy. won the Rotterdam Open, mm-hmm. that hugely uh, big event on the, uh, on the yeah, tour. Yeah, never heard of it. <clears throat> no. But uh, the main thing is that he played Australia's Alex Dimonor in Good the player. final. 
good player. Yeah, he is. And uh, but he beat him seven five six four. Yeah. Uh, it was a tough match. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no doubt that uh, Demonor fought hard. Yep. Probably never really looked like winning the match, mm-hmm. uh, but it certainly fought hard. Uh, Sina moves to number three in the rankings now after Man, that win. Up. He's going up and up and catching up to all the, the big timers. Uh, but Demonor also gets up to number nine. Number nine. So he's moved ahead of, I think he was suited 10 at the yeah, Australian he Open. He was top 10. Yeah, yeah. So now he's up to nine. So he's going along well too. And, the next major is still a few months off. It's the French Open. Yeah. It's, it's on clay, which isn't uh, Dumanor's best no. surface. No. But Yannick Sinner will be looking at it at the moment thinking, well... That's mine to win. It's his to win. <laughs> it's, it's a big chance. I mean, yeah. you would think that it's Djokovic's least popular surface. Yeah. You won't have to worry about Rafa. No. Um, so he's, he's a big chance. Yeah, I reckon he is. Here's a good one for you. Yes. And I know everybody here is excited. Mm-hmm. Equestrian. Equestrian. Like, that's one of our favourite sports. Yep, that's... like Equestria Girls, the TV show. Really? About horse riding. Is it? That I, I'm very interested in. Obviously. No, I remember seeing ads for it as a kid. Maybe it was a toy, actually. Are you interested in the horses or the girls? <sighs> Okay, just moving on. Uh, that, that doesn't make it any less interesting a question. But anyway, so equestrian. Yes. Our favourite sport to sit down and watch on a weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I tune in every now and then. Especially yeah. the dressage. That, that is riveting stuff. Oh, man. It's the kind of stuff I love seeing horses prance around a square. It gets the adrenaline pumping. Yes, and then stop. Yep. And hold their pose uh-huh. for up to a minute. Yep. And I mean, that's just... Brilliant it, stuff. It, it is pretty, pretty scary as well. Yes, it right. can be. Cause it, it's mean, dangerous. If a horse doesn't move yep. and leaves its leg in the air, mm-hmm. and then it could topple over. Exactly. Anything could happen. Oh, no. Anyway, three-time Olympic equestrian rider Shane Rose is in danger of missing the 2024 Paris Games no. after being stood down for wearing a mankini. At an event last weekend. It's an interesting choice. It wear. is. Um, I especially thought that, um, you know, I mean, you'd spoken yeah. of going out and playing in the Jack Sharp Shield and wearing a mankini when you batted. Mm. Um, but, uh, you changed your mind at the last minute. Didn't follow through with it. Yeah. No. Was there a reason for that? You know, was oh, it... I thought I'd uh, just get bullied. Get bullied? Um, yeah. What for? I mean, um, there's nothing wrong with a mankini, sure. I guess not. I guess not. No. Um, but I'm also quite white on, uh, on my chest. Oh, and, I see. Um, so you're suggesting that it, you, know, you, you might blind the bowlers? Might blind them, yeah. Yep. Okay. Like, um, like your balding head. Right. Okay, that's, that's slightly unfair because I'm always having wearing a hat to cover that. So, you know. Rightio. Yeah. So our complaint was registered with the Equestrian Australia mm-hmm. and the Sports Integrity Australia. Oh, nice! No, getting after time. he took part in the fancy dress event at the Wallaby Hill Extravaganza in the Southern Highlands. Yeah. So he wore three costumes on the day. He wore a gorilla suit. Mm-hmm. He wore a Duff Man. A Duff Man, suit, yeah, okay. Dressed up as Duff Man, and then the Mancini. But it was a dress up. Yes, day kind of correct. Thing. And there were no like. It's a fancy dress event at the Wallaby Hill Extravaganza. Well, I'd say that's fair enough. So it's been said 
the the uh, press release come out and says he hasn't been sanctioned, yeah. he hasn't been suspended, he has been stood down from competition while we review, and we have committed to getting the review done this week. Okay. So Rose won silver medals at the 2008 and yep. 2020 Olympics, uh-huh. uh, and also bronze in 2016. So All he's right. a, he's a, a multiple Olympian, mm-hmm. a multiple medalist. He's gone to a fancy dress day. Yep. And he's worn this, and apparently, it's one woman who has complained about this, about him wearing the mankini. Well, how many people went to this? Uh... Well, I suggest that it would have been at least five. Yep, yep. Um, so it's a twenty twenty percent, twenty ten to twenty percent of the of the uh, population. Of Here the we go, and when you know, like equestrian, mm-hmm. boring as batshit. Yeah, you know, it's simple as that. I mean. Everyone watches it at the Olympics because Australia wins medals. Yeah. If Australia didn't win medals, no one would watch it. Like, could you not go to the Olympics to watch horses? No. No. And we're in a situation where he could be in a position to win a medal again. Yep. But no, your dress sense for yes. a fancy dress... It is quite unacceptable yes. for one woman. So, um, basically, um, Southern Highlands... Wake up. Yeah. Wake up. More Olympic news. More Olympics. Here we go. How much research have you done for this week, by the way? Because I seem to be doing a lot of talking. Yeah. Everyone tunes in for you, not me. I'm sorry. um, I've been quite busy. Full schedule. Playing 17 holes of golf over two days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, more Olympic news. Uh-huh. Boxing legend, Manny Pacquiao. Do you know Manny Pacquiao? I do. I do know him. So he has been around boxing for, I don't know, probably about time. 30 years. Yes, a long yes. time. Uh, and he actually retired mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Yep. From, from from professional boxing, mm-hmm. I'll spit it out shortly, because he made a tilt at the presidency of the Philippines. He wanted to become president of the Philippines, mm-hmm. uh, which he failed, yes. which seems strange because yeah. there's no corruption at all in the Philippines. It's, that's a very interesting decision. Yes. Anyway. Well, he just he wanted to do good things or he just wanted to make more money through corruption. I don't know which. Yeah, you know. maybe both. I don't think there's anyone from the Philippines listening to this. I wouldn't think so. No. Wouldn't Should be so. safe? Well, there might be... Um, there, there won't be people in the Philippines right now listening to it. Maybe okay. one person that is, like, originally from the Philippines. Maybe if we tag oh, yeah. Manny Pacquiao yep. in this, mm-hmm. he will listen to this. I find that very unbelievable. And give us money. He could sponsor this. But he Peters and Peters sponsored by Manny Pacquiao. He won't make it 29 minutes into this podcast. Though. No, and who would? No. Uh, anyway, so he wanted to fight in the Paris Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he put in a special application yep. because the Olympic rules say that you are not allowed to be over the age of 40 to be able to box in the Olympics. And Manny Pacquiao is, sure is. he's 45. Yes, okay. And, and I thought to myself, He's got to be older than that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's 45 in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
So the Olympic, the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, have said, no. Nah, yep. Sorry, you can't do it. That's fair enough. But what a missed opportunity. Yeah. Like to have, and these, this is what the press release from the Philippines said when they came in. Imagine having Manny Pacquiao walk out, do the opening ceremony with the Olympics, the mm-hmm. Philippines flag. Yeah. And then fighting in the Olympics and then possibly winning the Philippines' first ever gold medal. That is a very big missed opportunity. And it would bring in more publicity as yes, well. Yes, considering that, you know, we've seen problems with the Commonwealth Games in recent times where they can't find a city to host yeah. it. The Olympics are going to find the same thing sooner or later. Mm-hmm. I would have thought something like that would have been great. Yeah, well, I feel like surely a 50-year-old would get smacked up by... I don't know. Mid twenty year old. Manny Pacquiao's pretty good. It's pretty good, but surely he can't be fit enough at the age of fifty. You don't have to. You just stand in the middle of the ring and throw punches. He's got to be pretty fit to do boxing. Yeah, he's only it's only been three years ago that he retired. Yeah, so he hasn't been out of it that long. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. But you've been out of cricket for three or four years now, and you're. Um... I was unfit after I was out of cricket for thirty minutes. Yeah, it's true. And that is true. Yes. Well, the NRL season has not begun. Oh, okay. It's not not quite begun. Unless you're watching Fox Sports, where they showed every single trial match live over the weekend. Who cares? There's a fair bit of that. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's not as if there was much else on. No. Yeah. Actually, that's true. There's literally nothing on. We're in a dead spot. Yeah. Like most of the cricket had finished. The women's test then finished. And there's no NHL. There's no baseball. No. There's, uh, if, I don't know, there's soccer, but who watches soccer? Yeah, who does? Um, yes. And that's the problem. February at the moment is just a dead spot. So there was some excitement. Mm-hmm. And for me, that lasted for about 20 minutes into the first match I watched. Then after that, I thought, I don't really care. I don't really care. <laughs> um, but. There were some interesting interesting things that happened. One of the things that happened was that the Warriors played the Tigers. Mm-hmm. So they played them in four quarters, basically. So they had drinks breaks because it's quite it hot in February. very hot. It's, it's um, you know, not really rugby league weather. Yeah, quite humid. Anyway, at the very last minute of the first period of time, the Warriors had a guy sent off okay. for a high tackle, Yep, um, which was <laughs> pretty bad. Oh, okay. Well, he, he, his shoulder ran straight full long into the head. I did see that. And yes. he went down, he got taken off, yep. didn't reappear. So anyway, he got sent off. So the Warriors mm-hmm. played the last 60 minutes with only 12 men. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Pretty tough. So they played the Tigers, and I think the score at that stage was already, if I remember correctly, 12-6 to the Tigers. Mm. So they're already a, a trial behind. Yep. 60 minutes to go, man down. man down. It's a trial game. You know, you sort of think, oh, well, this, this is going to be a blowout. Yep. As it turns out, the Tigers did win. Mm-hmm. They won 18 16. That's pretty horrible. And all over their social media, it's here's come the Tigers. How good are the Tigers? <sighs> Benji's reinvigorated this team. Oh, They've beaten the Warriors in New Zealand. It's a massive win. Can't wait for the season to start. And by two points against the team that we're in. <laughs> yes. So, how good is rugby league when that happens? That is. Really bad. 
come on. Uh, you're not, you know, I mean, they talk about clutching at straws. Yeah. Yeah. That's, this is like playing, um, well, what was that game that had all the straws when we were kids? Well, when I was a kid, when you were not even yeah, thought I was, of. No, I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't even. I can't remember. There's sticks and marbles. Anyway, mm-hmm. someone will remind me. All right. The three people that listen to this will remind me at some stage what it was called. Maybe Trent Glover can remind you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Trent would be old enough. He'd know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. He probably won't appreciate being called old, but. Yeah, it's pretty harsh. It is. Yes. Anyways. Compared to me. He's if he's, not, if he's, he's still listening at half an hour into this Compared podcast. to me, he's definitely not old. Anyway. That is true. <clears> so <throat> that was interesting. The other thing I like is that, and I, I don't really know all of the rule changes that have been brought in this year. God, there's more rule changes. There are. But this is a good one. If, yep. they, if they police it the right way. So you know when you get to the fifth tackle? I do. And you play the ball. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah yeah, stands right next to you. Yes. And says, hello, I'm just standing here. I'm not doing anything. La, 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 la. Oh, you can't run through me to get to the ball kicker. Oh, that's a shame. Mm -hmm. That's been outlawed. Great. I think. It was certainly penalised on the weekend. Canberra got penalised for having a man there who was basically blocking the path to the kicker. Yeah, setting a screen. Setting a screen, correct. So I haven't really looked at the rule yet, but if they've taken that away... Mm -hmm. That is one of the best things they've done in rugby league for ages. Yes, because I hate that. Or it's, it's always been about protecting the kicker. You've yeah, got to protect the kicker. You, you don't. Like all the all the commentators are like, oh, like when you when the chase down blocker or whatever tackles the kicker, like what are you meant to do? They they say, oh, protect him. He's kicking the ball. Like, it's you, rubbish. You're not just meant to give him a free kick, you know. Well, and the obstruction rule, which has become ridiculous in rugby league, but it's it's basically black and white now. If you yeah. run around someone or if you get in the way of someone, it's a penalty. Yeah. It's no try. And that's fine. That's black and white. Mm-hmm. It's the same with stopping people getting to the kicker. Yeah. That's an obstruction. And that's the way it should be policed. Mm-hmm. So if that happens, then I am very happy about that. Yeah. I reckon that's a good new rule. It'll be interesting to see how Isaiah Yo actually gets, a, gets around that this season. Yeah, I don't know. He might be useless now. It's just, don't bother coming on anymore. Yeah. Because that's all he was there for. That was his role. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, there were a number of send-offs over the weekend for high contact. Mm-hmm. They were full send-offs? Yes. Wow, okay. So, old mate from the Warriors got sent off. Mm-hmm. He was one. There was another couple that got their marching orders. I know there was a send-in in Raiders. Yep. Um, oh, crap winger. Crap winger. Our, our favourite guy, Crap winger. Who yep. we Dom, will, Dom Young. Yes. He yep. now plays for the Roosters. So our name for him has always been Crap winger and will continue to be into yep. this season. Yep. Uh, so he got caught in a crusher tackle, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that guy got, got his marching orders as well for the crusher. Yeah, right. Uh, so, but force, forceful contact to the head is how one of the referees said this weekend All when right. he sent one of the guys off. He just said, that is forceful contact to the head, you're off. Right. Now, I know it's only trials, but this is the way they've got to police it easy. Just send mm-hmm. people off. Yep. And I know it's going to affect the results of games, and that's not ideal. Yeah, but I'm not sure because they do this all the time. They, they're like, remember when it was the play of the ball at the start of that season, like four years ago or something, it was all about the play of the ball. And you, and then halfway through the season, it was just out. Out again. It was yes, gone. that's right. They didn't care. Well, and it's like Magic Grand two years ago when they just sent everybody off. Yeah, yep. And for anyone, it was anything that was above the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Everyone got their you, marching orders. You're off. Sinbin, it was just the greatest round of rugby league ever because yeah. 
every game just had people being sent off. Yep. And then they said, oh, we're going to do that. So they just stopped it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, rubbish. I hope that they do that again. I hope they just say, if it's above the head, you hit someone above the head, send me. Yep. I reckon that's fair enough. Yes. That's the right call. And we'll see what happens. Yeah. It won't happen against the Broncos or the Roosters because no. you know, they find ways to get around this kind of stuff. Definitely the Roosters. Because Jared, where your heart is, a great man, will just absolutely kill someone and just get a warning. Surely if he goes again, he's got to get suspended for like 18 weeks. He's got to be getting close to that. Surely he gets... He, I, I feel there's a, a number that you get to with sin bins where you have to sit him down and have a chat with him. You say, all right, <laughs> mate. You're talking about someone who's got to understand it then. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, a difficult thing. I don't think he'll have a brain by 35. <laughs> Isn't he? Th surely he's 35 now. Okay? He's an old man. Oh, hello. We're yeah. going straight in for the... Uh, Google Chrome. Google Chrome. Wow. What are we going to ask Siri? I, I forgot Siri existed, actually. <laughs> Jared. I don't actually know his first name. Maria Hargreaves. Yes. Age. Okay, this is awkward. It is um up oh, thirty five. Yes. Wow, he is thirty five. He's an old man. Well done. Well done. Um, well then um. Surely he won't have a brain when he's forty. No, he just doesn't <laughs> have a brain right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, I think we're two weeks away from the season starting. Yep. Uh, are you looking forward to the season? Oh, not as much as I was a few years ago. Yep. It'd be good to watch football again. Yep. But I don't care as much as I used to. Yeah. Because Paramount has sucked. I don't really care. Uh, this is true. Uh, super coach. Super coach. Josh's super coach, super picks. So we're not going with anything you've done this week. Well, um, since it's trials, mm -hmm. I'm not sure I have much info because, um, Nothing's changed. So I did my super coach this week. Yeah. And I threw a few names in there, you know, because you've got to have cheap options who are never going to play a game mm -hmm. in order to keep your team under the salary cap. Yeah. Which just seems ludicrous. But anyway. <laughs> um, so there was a couple of Canberra players that I saw this weekend that I threw in because of watching them play in the trial. I've got quite a few Canberra players in my um, So... I think they're both playing. They're both looking at playing five eight this year. Yeah, um, I don't really remember their names. Who's that Weeks guy? Yeah, he's um, the one you spoke about last week. You thought it was worth and he looked chasing. Really, he looked really good in that. And he did look good in the trial. Yeah. And there's Ethan Strange as well. Yeah, but um, Schiller was Schiller. the one that I saw in the weekend who had a bit of pace about him, mm -hmm. and he's you know they had made a big thing like he's. Bill Mullen's grandson and Brett Mullen's nephew, or something oh, like that. Whatever it is, he's got in the you, blood. Don't, you don't even know who those two are. I no, know. no <laughs> they were no. great players. Bill Mullen's was a great winger for Australia and for the Roosters, mm -hmm. and Brett Mullen's played for Canberra, okay, and played for Australia as well. Right, so he's pretty good. So he's yes related somehow there. So anyway, um, I put them both in, mm -hmm. and yeah, just that juggle for the first three or four weeks. Yep. Of finding the right players, like so, I've gone with players that I know scored me points last year, like Damien Cook scored yep. me points all last year. So I've sort of gone with him again. Um, gone with Sean's uh, Nickel Clockstat again mm. because he scored points for the second half of the year. Yeah. Um, but then there's also 
um, the manly winger from Jerringong who scores. Yeah, uh, so I've got he's Ruben Garrick. Ruben Garrick. So you've got to put him in there, and then gone with uh, Azako again. Oh, he's very expensive this year. He is, but so. I just thought I've got to go with him because he just scores points every week. Yeah. So and he's a kick converter. So that's that gets correct. Extra points. So fitting them all in, you've got to have some rubbish players on the bench, and then yeah. hope that that doesn't hurt you. Yeah. And the good thing about it is, though, is that the West Tigers have got the buy the first round. So yes, they do. You don't have to worry about them because you're not going to put any of them those players in at all for the whole year. Well, I've got two. Well, have you? Yeah. Who have you got? But Justin Olam. Right. And um, Aiden Caesar. Yes, okay. Because so... they're both cheap. So hopefully... <laughs> they, they would have to be. Yeah. And they will both get game time. Yeah, definitely. Because they're playing for the Tigers. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. So um, there you go. That's that's about as good as our super coach thing. I suppose once the season... It'll it'll really kick in when the Kicks off starts. and we can work out exactly how bad we both are. And No, no. I'm, I'm going to be a, a rising star in the super coach. Should we set up... A Peters and Peters Super Coach uh, League thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, Do that, we... and we can have our listeners yeah, who yeah. wish who wish to be involved in the Peters and Peters Super Coach. Yep. we can all be in the league together and see just how bad we are. It's going to be very humbling when we give them a code, and it's still just us two. It's still only two people in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I think that's uh, just pretty much par for the course. Yep. I think we can live with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've left the best for last. Best for last. Well, cricket. That is the best sport. Out well, there. it's it's the one that I talk about the most. Yep. It's either the best sport or the worst sport for like for the world. You know? Yes. Yeah, like you, you either hate it or you love it. You know. So at the moment, how England hate it, yeah. and I guess Australia love it. Australia. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go. Something we missed last week mm-hmm. was the Albion Park. Jack Sharp Shield. Yes. And we uh, we're going to talk about that very quickly because no one knows what we're talking about. Apart from maybe one or two people. Tell us all about what the Jack Sharp Shield is all about. So the Jack Sharp Shield is um a comp that has been going on for a good while now. Do not know the amount of years because um, I do not do any research. Um Correct. So it's just a fun comp that we changed this year. It used to be over maybe oh, was it four, four or five Sundays, four or five, yeah, it's on well, Mondays it was. Monday, Monday, Monday Arvos. Monday Arvos, yes. used to be that, and you just played a game with nine, ten players, and everyone comes off five steps. It's just a muck-around comp, really. And this year, we've done it all in one day. Play one game against one team, then you play the final. But this time it's 20 overs. I think last time it was 10 overs. And then I honestly, I don't know. I don't have a brain. And um, the mighty Glover's Plovers, Trent Glover, who we've already mentioned in this podcast, he's, he's a hit. Um, well, he's the only one who's actually said that he listens to this. So yeah, so can, we have can to, actually mention him. Yeah, we have to admire our listeners. <laughs> Um, Admire people who actually make it this far. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Came up against 
Bumsies Barbarians. Mm. Matthew Burns. Who... Were they Bavarians or were they? Oh, Barbarians. Sorry, go. sorry, I'm thinking oh, of food. I think I think uh, Bavarians are much is a much better name for them. Yeah, I can't get food off my mind. I'm gonna be honest. Um, close game. And um, the great, I don't remember the great um, Bill Peters decided to show up and get dragged into our team. Yeah, it wasn't my first eight or nine options for the day. No, but it ended up being your first option, your only option, because you couldn't turn down the Glover's Bloods team. <laughs> I, I really could have. I could have just not got out of the car. But I don't know. It's a, it was a pretty stacked team, and we got carried very much by um, two Sydney grade players. Which is always handy. Yeah. I always find it's handy to get Sydney first grade players into your team to play in a local inter-club yeah, it, competition. It, it felt a little rude in that final when Kobe Ross went out there and was facing Pete Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> just a very old man against a young kid who's playing first grade in Sydney. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, the balance probably wasn't quite even at that point in time. Yeah, it felt pretty rude. But but a good day. A good day. And I think, yes, before this, it had been uh, games played over four or five Mondays. Yeah. And I think the commitment of being able to come to all those four or five Mondays after yeah. you're also going to training and you're working and you're playing on Saturdays and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff makes it more difficult. So the one-day concept probably worked really well. Yep. Uh, and I think the one thing I said about it is that back in the good old days, yeah. and this is a long time ago, Albion Park used to run a sevens competition mm-hmm. and it was run on one day and they played over both those grounds and all the other clubs would put in teams and teams from Sydney, clubs from Sydney were putting teams and, yep. and the draw was done and it was all fun. It was great. And then after you lost, you'd stay around and you'd watch the rest of the day. And, and you'd drink. And you'd drink and you'd have a great time. Yep. And it was a terrific day. And I would love to see something like that happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, so this worked really well. So that's good. I think continue the concept next year. Yep. Um, but perhaps, you know, maybe think about in the future having that sevens competition again, whether it's an inter-club thing, which you could do. Yeah. I mean, you could get six, seven, eight different teams of seven aside. Mm-hmm. Um, you could incorporate the women's team. Yeah. Uh, you could incorporate like the under 17s as one team and that kind of thing. And I think all of that could work really well as well. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the Jack Sharp Shield worked really well. I was, it was a good day. And the best team came out on top. Well, I'm not going to say that because I shouldn't have been there. <laughs> but the struggle is part of the grind. Tell and, me about it. And you were involved and you got the win. I was, I was certainly the struggle. Yes. Right, now let's move beyond the Jack Sharp Shield and let's get into the women's test match was played mm-hmm. over in Perth. It was. Uh, so the series against South Africa was good. South Africa won their first ever one-day international against Australia. Against Australia. They won their first ever T20 yeah, okay. international against yep. Australia and they played their first test match against Australia and got absolutely uh, thumped. Yeah, they got obliterated. But um, mainly we're going to talk about Annabelle Sutherland. Mm-hmm. So... We've had Elise Perry as our number one all-rounder for 
15 years now. She's just been fantastic. And yep. I, for some time now, I guess we've all been thinking, well, what are we going to do once Elise Perry retires? We might have found our um, Elise Perry. We have definitely found our next Elise Perry. Annabelle Sutherland's been fantastic, especially the last 12 months. Yeah. She's been she batted at six in the test match mm -hmm. and she bowled, I don't know, fourth, fifth change or whatever. We've got seventy two spinners in that yeah. team. Yeah. Well, so she's not a spinner. So. She's not, but no. they've but they're all got to get a bowl. Yeah. That's the thing. So she's not getting as much bowling as she possibly could no. in any other team. Uh, but she scored a double hundred, which was fantastic. Just the seventh woman to score a test match. And it was the double second century. highest ever. It was. By... Yes, she only fell Was it below. by Australian women or was it all By women? Australian women, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. Elise Perry, which yeah, may she's... still be the highest by woman at all. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I think Elise Perry had 213 not. Correct, at North mm. Sydney yeah. in that Ashes series. Yeah. Yeah, so... She batted really well, and she bowls excellently. She's a good fielder. She took a really good catch at first mm -hmm. Um, So she's on the up and up, yeah. and that's a really good thing because you look at this Australian team, and I think we spoke about it uh, last week, that you know, we've lost Meg Lanning, we've lost Rachel Haynes. And we're going to lose Healy, we're going to lose Mooney, we're going to lose Perry. Yep, over the next couple of years or so. Yeah. So we need to have these kind of young players coming through and taking their spots and, and she's definitely one of them. And, and so is Talia Wilson. <laughs> who scored a century who the other day century. for New South Wales. Is backing up my word. She heard me and went, yep. What, you reckon she was listening to the podcast? Oh, yeah, she, she heard the word. And... You reckon she's a, a subscriber to the podcast? No, I do not. <laughs> um, but That's unfortunate. She heard, she heard me and went, yeah, I'm going to... Whoever was doubting Josh Peters needs to be proved wrong. And I doubt you every day of the week. That's very rude, and um, I take offence to that. Um, but she is the next Australian keeper batsman. Mark my words. I have marked it down yep. in the diary mm -hmm. uh, just to see if that occurs or not. I've got faith. I'm glad you do. Um, yes, so anyway, that was, that was good. And I think now... Uh, I think they're off for a bit. So, but they've got. Okay. The, I think it's the women's T Twenty World Cup as well this year, as well as the men's. So, yeah, I right. think that's next on the horizon. Ugh. Speaking of the T Twenty World Cup, yeah. Australia played, finished their series against the West Indies, mm -hmm. also in Perth. Yes, got their asses kicked in the third game. Yeah, Andre Russell went nuts in the last two overs, oh. <laughs> which cost Australia the game. If he he does not look good. If um, he if he got caught when he was dropped, yeah, then Australia win that game. Mm -hmm. So, Australia now and New Zealand, they play T20s and they play two tests. But the big thing is the World T20 Cup coming up. Yeah. T20 World Cup coming up. West Indies team looks awful. Yeah. But still finds ways to win mm -hmm. all the time in T20 cricket. It's, it's pretty astounding. Australia, I know they were playing a lot of kids mm -hmm. and a lot of our main players. But even when we've got our main players in it, is a stacked team. We have a stacked team and we find ways to lose games. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look good and are able to lose games consistently. Yeah. So I think that's the thing. That's the danger with the West Indies at this T20 World Cup. People will be writing them off because mm -hmm. they're, they've got, they're older and, and their players have eventually got to retire. But they still find ways to win games in that form of the format of the game. Yep. And Australia do not. They're really good at finding ways to lose. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. It's pretty impressive. It is. And the best news of all is that 
England have lost the third test in India. No. Uh, and again, managed to find a way to blame something else <laughs> apart from the fact that they're playing crap cricket. Yeah. They so, always find a way to so do So DRS again, they've come up and they've decided it's DRS that's the, the problem. Not the fact that Joe Root is trying to reverse paddle Jasper Boomer. Why? Why would you do that? But why is he doing England. it? And this is the thing that he averages 50 in test cricket before all this rubbish started yeah. happening. He averages 50 in test cricket playing normal test cricket. Yeah. And now, because of the freedom they've been given, He's decided he's going to show off and play this stuff. And their big thing this week was, oh, yeah, but no one complained when he did it to Pat Cummins in the last Ashes series when he reversed paddling for six and stuff. Yeah. But they weren't two for nothing. No. <laughs> no. And struggling to get out. And especially when he did that in the first innings when they were, they were actually going okay, two for 220, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ravi Ashwin had pulled out of the test match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were still 250 behind, and he decided that was a great time to... That's, that is the shot I'm going to play. Yeah, that's right. And then they collapsed, and then they lost by 450 runs. Mm-hmm. But it's DRS that's, that's killing Oh, them. yeah. That that just ruined the game. That DRS? Yeah. Just 450 runs? Because that, no they one... Would've, they would have beaten that easily. Yeah. No other team... You know, it gets treated by DRS except England. No. They're the only ones mm-hmm. that it doesn't work for. Because England are always right. Yes. And that was the thing too in that last innings when, I mean, they were losing wickets, but they've always said, oh, baseball, we could chase 600. Yeah. And so they had the opportunity. They had to chase 557. Mm-hmm. And they were going at two runs and over. No baseball. And they just said, oh, we, know, we will never do that. We will always attack no matter what. Well, they did not. Mm-hmm. And then they got bowled out. Remember how good it was when Zach Crawley hit the first ball in the Ashes before? Oh, that was fantastic. Like, that was just like baseball, baseball. It's <laughs> it really fixes everyone's problems. It does, except that in all that time, their openers are still only averaging below forty. Mm-hmm. It's just that they're scoring them faster. They're, they're scoring about twenty off twenty. Yeah. And oh yeah, that's all you that, that makes, that's all you need to make the England team score. Score twenty or twenty every week. It hasn't. It hasn't improved their averages, their batting averages at all. No. So, and remember at the start of the series, this mm-hmm. Indian series, when they put the batsmen coming in, they didn't put the average up. They put their strike rate up. Really, I didn't. I didn't see that. That's that so. In a test match, we had Crawley walking out <laughs> with his test match strike, strike rate, rate and not, not his batting average. It's funny that after that test match. It didn't happen again. (laughs) Strike rate. They're going all right. All right, we come now to the coveted trophy of Wally of the Week. Wally of the Week. This is what everyone around the world competes for. So last week, we gave as a group award the Australian cricketers for not appealing, and also Jared Abood for not giving it out or sending it to the third umpire. Mm -hmm. So cricket is the winner again this week. And the Wally of the Week this week is Joe Root. Joe Root. I mean, and as we've just discussed, what a ridiculous situation it was where 
he was in the first innings and he had the opportunity to grind them into the dust. Yeah, he just had to stand by Ben Duckett. Yep, and he just reverse paddled to second slip mm-hmm. and then was caught. And the big thing is in this series, I think he's averaging about eight with yeah, the bat after three tests. About that. So here is a guy who some people have claimed is the best English batsman of From all time. All time. I mean, uh, we're not talking about Wally Hammond, Jack Hobbs. I don't know them. <laughs> W.G. Grace. No, not I know, I know. Alistair Cook. Oh, yeah, really? Paul Collingwood. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Trott. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. But all of those guys mm-hmm. have apparently <laughs> been thought of as the greatest English <laughs> batsman of all time. And Joe Root has been nominated above all of them. Yeah. And he's really he's really showing it lately. Well, ever since Basball started, I hate using that term, but anyway, yeah. ever since this change of attitude of England, the open-minded yep. batting, his test average has not improved. Not even close to improving. And you know, that's fine playing those kind of shots if you think it's great, but it's not helping his team win matches. He's not doing it. No. And if he was just playing normal cricket, and everybody else around him was playing the stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Then England would be winning more Test matches. Like I remember five years ago, England were playing Australia, and Joe Root comes out, and you'd be scared because he's just their best batsman. Now I'm. It's like how Virat Kohli used to walk out. Like I'm not scared of Virat Kohli anymore because he's not nearly as good as he was. But like, he's not not good because he, he does, does stupid stuff. You just know that he's going to play a stupid shot yeah, and get out. Eventually, you just have to work him down and he's going to Whereas before, ramp. you would basically think the only way we're going to get Joe Root out is if he tries to play that run through the gully yeah. and he hits it to second slip, which he yeah. did do quite often. Mm. But that was the only way Australia were getting him out. Mm-hmm. And now, they're not just the bowl of stumps because sooner or later, he's going to try and reverse paddle or he's going to reverse sweep or he's going to nut, get nutmeg yeah, through it's, the it's pretty easy. It is. <laughs> So he's got some thinking to do, mm-hmm. um, but uh, we'll see what happens in the last two tests. But this week's Wally of the Week, Joe Root. Congratulations, Joe. Congratulations, Joe. And that brings to a conclusion, Peters and Peters. Of round two. Show two. You reckon you might uh, do some research next week? And Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you everyone out here is thinking, I've just listened to this for an hour and all it is is Bill Remley on. And we didn't tune in to hear Bill because we're not here to listen to Bill. Yeah. Bill's very boring. I'm very sorry. I've let, I've let the fans down. You have let the fan down. And uh, <laughs> and, and um, I'll, I'll definitely do better. And, um, yeah, I, I'd like to apologise. Heartfelt apology? Heartfelt. Are there any fake tears coming down there at the same time? There's a couple. Can you do a like a, a David Warner slash Steve Smith press oh, conference? And, God. Yeah. And, and we could film that and we could put that up. I reckon that'd get a few views. I reckon. I reckon that's a good plan. Yeah. But uh, I'm not going to do it. Oh, well, in that case, it won't work, will it? No. All right. 
uh, once again, to everyone who has made it this far, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> you said thank you. Yes, more more thank you than congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, we have fun sitting here for an hour on a Monday afternoon and yep. talking about sport because what else would you rather do? Exactly. And uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it too. And if you haven't, well, um, sorry, and we hope to do better next week. Yeah, make sure to tune in next week, okay. even if you didn't enjoy it. There will be less Talia Wilson um, barracking and there will be more why would there be less of that ah apparently i'm wrong yes very good all right until next week joe 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 i'm gonna call you joe root not joe <laughs> my name's josh i'm your son i'm 16 years old oh uh, you're joe okay um <laughs> you are the joe root of the pooters family <laughs> it's a very very hurtful insult um thank you for listening to peters and peters thank you cheers boys ciao This has been a Metal Cavern podcasting production.